Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Hour number two. Barton Han, Ty Butler in for Allen. Bart Scott. On till 3 o'clock, leading you into the K-Show. Spirited debate in that first hour. I, I don't know how we stumbled upon it, but you know, in mentioning the story that came out yesterday, Scottie Pippen, Luke Longley, Horace Grant are going to do their own uh, 90s Chicago Bulls No Bull Tour where they get to tell their version of uh, what took place during that dynastic run uh, that did not necessarily... Uh, get told during the last dance somehow morphed into a, a heated discussion about who was more important to their respective dynasty. And it was Draymond versus Scottie Pippen. And I will acknowledge because someone just hit me on Twitter at Ty D. Butler saying that hey, Kevin Durant kind of changes the whole landscape of this because like he's the best player on the team. He wins both finals MVP. So that, you know, I was looking at it more from the standpoint of the non-KD years, but I, I just went with only uh, two championships. Then. Only two championships, but once KD comes into the equation, yeah, you know, JJ Redick said this on first take yesterday. He's like, you know, he was with the Clippers at the time. He said, "Up, oh, our championship window's closed." <laughs> like we knew immediately, like outside of injury, which did happen for them in 2019, there was no chance that they were going to lose that. Uh, that the Warriors were going to lose uh, any championships while KD was there. Knicks back in action tonight. Um, you've got the Sixers playing without Joel Embiid. Ramona Shelbourne reporting yesterday that uh, there's a chance, glimmer of hope, that he could return before the end of the regular season. Bart, I got to say this, man, and we'll hear from Tom Thibodeau, Julius Randle. Yeah. Like, all the, like it feels like to me the conversation about the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. has swung too far in the wrong direction. Because I get it. They're 3-7 and seven since Doc has arrived. Their their defense is awful. Losing Drew Holiday was a big deal. Yes, you add Dame, but Drew's defense and his leadership, uh, that's, that's a significant part of why they're struggling on defense. I actually think Grayson Allen, who's lighting it up with Phoenix, they yeah. miss him. Malik Beasley hasn't given him much. So there's a lot that's wrong with the Bucks. But, man, if you listen to, like, you know, the national media – talk about Milwaukee, you would think that this is a team destined to be drafting in the lottery. <laughs> I, I, I still well, think that yeah. they're, they're a great basketball team that, yes, has flaws, but you give me Giannis, Damon, Middleton in a playoff series, I still feel good about them. And, and, and when you talk about everybody that we believe is going to be there or potentially there at the end, it's all predicated on health. Yeah. Right? When you talk about you know Middleton, you're concerned about his health. Uh, when you talk about, you know, out in Boston, you talk about Porzingis and his health. Mm-hmm. You talk about the Knicks, you're talking about OG, Randall, and the guys that are injured now, maybe Mitchell Robinson coming back. And I, I think health is going to be the determining factor. But when you talk about Milwaukee, you know, even more than the Knicks, more than the, than the Sixers, you know, you talk about championship or bust, and it's legitimate, right? Mm-hmm. When you 
go at a guy like Dane Dollar, and oddly enough, the counter for Dane Dollar for Boston was Drew Holiday, and the reason why they're where they're at is because Drew Holiday's ability to shut people down um, is you know kind of like the swing of power. I, now I know when Boston, when uh, Milwaukee traded him, they thought that he was going to the Western Conference yeah. and they could get away from him. But you know, it, you know that could be a collision course for the you know the Eastern Conference Finals. But when you when you when you talk about that, that's why I think it's so extreme. It's not, they're not talking like okay, well, well they're just trash. You talk to them about you know maybe a team that could struggle with the Knicks if they play the Knicks or struggle if Joel Embiid is able to come back. Where before you thought it was a far going conclusion that they were going to be one of the two teams still standing in the Eastern Conference Finals, and, and Which, now but, that doesn't look like it's a, such a slam dunk. Yeah. So I agree with that. Like if if we, I, I just feel like there's been an overcorrection. Like if if you want to say. Milwaukee right now doesn't look as good as we thought they would be. Now, the proof is in the fact that halfway through the season, they fired their first-year head coach. Then sure. But, you know, I'm listening to DPH on Rothenberg this morning. Dan Gross is filling in for Rick. And he kind of just, like, said um, with conviction, like, yeah, you know, Knicks see the Bucks in the playoffs— they don't really scare me as much, no. which uh, maybe yeah, not as much because, as they it's did. Because, it's because you can match up with them now, and you but, have multiple bodies to throw at Dame. You have multiple bodies. You can you can exploit. But you're still petrified of playing them. And by the way, Bart, yeah. you look at the standings right now. Here's three, four, and five in the East. It's Bucks, Knicks, Sixers, all separated by one game. What does that mean? It means on the table is Bucks, Knicks in round one. And you yeah. can't tell me if you're a Knicks fan. I don't care what the struggles yeah. are happening in Milwaukee. You yeah. feel great about facing them right off the bat in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if I want that work that quickly. That you know early, I mean? yeah. It depends on... Especially as you're like, yeah, welcoming you're trying to get chemistry and get guys the rotations back. together. Yeah. Yeah, you're trying to get the rotations back. And, you know, uh, I tell you one thing. The Bucks are hoping they ain't got to face Indiana. You know, that's the dark horse, in my opinion. They score a lot of points. Well, they, they, they know how to isolate Brooke Lopez and get him, you know, overextended because Turner's ability yeah. to shoot the three. And, you know, they haven't lost to the Bucks, So, styles make fights, right? And, you know, you, you would think that the Knicks, because their depth and their length, now are able maybe to compete a little bit more with Boston than, say, they were at the beginning of the year. When you talk about Boston and their extreme length, I can remember going there the first game and watching how – you know, Porzingis was just shutting people down. You know, and, and guys were – he was altering shots. Guys oh. were afraid to go in. Yep. He's a difference maker on both ends. Right. He spreads but, the but, floor. And yep. then defensively, he – like, it's not always going to show up in the blocks. He's he's right. deterring guys from the rim. He's getting deflections. So, yeah, to, to your point, that's huge. But, yeah. man – That train's usually never late, though, too, for him. Oh, getting injured. Right. I that mean, he train, was healthy last year. Yeah, yeah, that that trade, but that train is usually never late, right? So that means it's about due. It's running a little behind, but it's usually due. And, you know, you don't want to put too much pressure on Al Horford. You know, he's great as a guy coming off, and you don't have to depend on him, but you don't want him playing, you know, plus minutes without, you know, with what's going on. You know, so for me, the East is so wide open. I mean, you know, I don't before, know if it's wide open. You I, can... I, I think it is. I mean, if Joel B comes back, I wouldn't, you know, be surprised if they're, he if he's able to get back – you know, um, to that to that um, MVP type of level. But we never see that MVP type of level in the playoffs. Yeah, but you know, sometimes you know, being injured, you know, is still taking miles off. Now you got to worry about him not being in shape. 
But, you know, he was in an MVP type of um, trajectory. Yeah, he was. He was, so he now, was the so favorite. So now if he comes back and he misses all the regular season, you know, what happens is the other things heal. Like when one thing is hurt and you, you, you get a surgery on one thing, it allows the other things to heal too. So the, the question is, can he get back in enough time where he's able to, to get his conditioning up? It's kind of the same thing we're going to ask about Mitchell Robinson, right? Can he get back to the point where conditioning isn't a problem and he can be effective and give you good minutes? Now, you, you need way less minutes from Mitchell Robinson than you're going to expect from Joel Embiid, but they're, they're both important, and as those are both legitimate questions that you have to ask yourself. You know, but, you know, I wouldn't be surprised, like I said, Indiana is like to me a dark horse, and now the Cavs are playing at a high level. So, it, before we thought this was going to be a four-team race, you would would you be surprised if Cleveland upset somebody in the first no, round? No, I wouldn't, especially because it looks like they're going to have home court. Right, and I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised as well if Indiana upsets the Bucks in the first round. And if that happens, then we got to have a whole nother discussion because <laughs> now you're asking yourself, "Yo, oh man, then all hell breaks will, loose." But Giannis won't out. Yeah, if that happens, all hell is going to break loose. I just think that people like, can, on one hand, acknowledge there are some serious issues in, in Milwaukee. That's just as far as like the on-court stuff. Like We don't love old. their defense. And they're, but and they're getting old, They are too. getting old. They're but getting old. at the end of the day, if you tell me I've got a healthy Giannis, Dame, and Middleton, I feel good in just about any playoff series. It's no such thing as a, as a healthy that, right? We, we know it's a battle of attrition. But would you say that you feel confident if their first matchup is Indiana? Yeah, because like Indiana even, owns them. They're in the regular season. The Bucks, the Bucks have championship experience. They owned them before they even drafted, brought Siakam over. No, I I get that, but I'm saying playoffs are a different animal. And as as fun as this team is with the Pacers, they've never been there before. Yeah, uh, Miles Turner has some playoff well, experience under week. his belt, they were there but last year, right? Uh, yeah, uh, the, but I'm saying like as far as like having actual you know success, expectations, okay. Yeah, and now that the expectations are are legitimizing itself because they've got you know an all star in Tyrese Halliburton, and people are starting to buy some stock into Indiana, it's different when you're going up against Giannis, and I, I think that we we owe him that deference. The fact that he's a champion, he's been there and done it before, <laughs> we got to see. But he was uh, a champion last year, and he got his ass sent home by yeah, Jimmy buckets. He did. I mean, he also got hurt in the series, but yeah, yeah missing. We don't even talk about Jimmy Buckets in, in Miami. Well, because we don't we don't talk about them until the playoffs roll around. <laughs> oh, roll around, and, and Butler's been hurt. Here, here was Julius Randle because that's a big, uh, big question too. I, I, I don't think, and this is not even all that controversial to say. There's really no path to the Knicks having any type of success in the playoffs. That does not include Julius Randle, not just being healthy, but being Julius Randle which we haven't seen so far through his first 15 playoff games. Here was him yesterday asked, when will you be back? I think I plan to be on the court April 1st, probably. April 1st. Just kidding. <laughs> gotcha. Early. Gotcha. No, I'll just take it a day at a time, man. To be honest, every day I'm getting stronger, I'm getting better. So just taking it a day at a time. Just continue just to try to just stay locked in on, you know, what I have to do. Uh, to continue just to get healthy, not just physically, but mentally as well, you know. He was also asked, will you eventually need repairs done? We'll see. You know, I've heard many different opinions. Both. We'll see. I like how I feel today as far as, you know, getting better and feeling stronger and progressing uh, to where I need to be as far as getting on the court. But I'm never somebody to say never. So ultimately, you know, I have to do what's best for, you know, myself to have a long career, you know, have longevity in this. But training staff has been great, getting me back healthy and, you know, feeling better. So it's a progress. 
Bro, you don't even need your nun shooting her arm. What are we talking about? I mean, these, you don't need a, your nun shooting arm, bro. It's a, I mean, it's a physical sport. Were you <laughs> expecting to play with one arm? Going up against bro, Giannis and no, Embiid? Bro, no, 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 no. Like, what I'm saying is, if it popped back in, even if it is a, a partially torn labrum, you're not asking that arm to, to shoot the ball. <laughs> basketball player but you're asking him to set screens i mean go up for rebound but, but what bro, are you talking but, about but bro it's a dislocated shoulder man that's it's not even if he has a torn labrum that does that doesn't hurt what what hurts the the the, the like the stuff that's out is like putting your hand above your head or swinging it yeah you don't have to swing i mean it. playing basketball you're not going to need to at any point put your hand not, above your not, head not your off not your off shoulder bro like trust me i'm telling you like he could be back if he if he wanted to, he could be back now. Nah, I, I disagree. <laughs> I, I feel like honestly, especially Jay, if you're posting up on a block, you have your shooting hand out, but your offhand, like it. The fact it, that it's you're important. entertaining this, Jacob, bro, it's come back. On. What and do you I mean? I've had this. In, like, I get Chris it. Chris Webber had it kept. His kept falling out. He kept playing. Man. It's long, long, long as it, like listen when it, when you have a supplication, supplication. Right, it, it, whether it comes out, he had had it put back in. You worry about okay, uh, when it came back in, did it strip the joint? Right, that's what happened with Chris Webber. Then you ask to ask yourself, okay, did it did it damage the soft tissue um, tendons? Right, and like, do you have any micro tears? Like, I have still like a couple of tears, micro tears in my um, left shoulder um, from football. Like that, I decided not to get surgery, so it messes up my um, rotator cup as far as being able to move my arm like up and back. Say like if I was like you know those little Chinese cats that you get that wave back and forth, right? It stops that. My my shoulder doesn't go all the way back, but it's no pain, man. It's no pain. It's no pain. And like somebody running into it doesn't hurt his shoulder. You think his shoulder hurts a month from now? Like Absolutely. his shoulder. No, I'm, I'm telling you, bro. Trust me, I'm telling so, you. So, so why isn't he I've playing? Then? Why, why, why isn't he playing? If what you're saying, and look, everyone's different. I, I'm gonna defer to the professional athlete who's you know been there and done that. But they're what would play- be the reason why, if everything you're saying is true, that he's they're, just they're, deciding that well, the doctors know more well, than, than well, you do? Well, they're being ca- cautious, right? Because there's no need to rush back. They want to get him back in shape, right? Get him ramped up. Right before he get out there, because you don't want to come here and have a soft tissue hamstring issue. But as far as his ability to play and come back, it's not going to affect his shot. It's not going to affect him setting screens and picks. Because what happens when you set a screen and pick? Your arms are below your shoulders. They're 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 not up in the air. They're down. So yeah, unless you, someone runs into your shoulder, that, that's not going to hurt it. It's back in socket, bro. It's not. Trust me, it's not going to hurt it. You're compact. It only hurts or something if it's exposed. He ain't tackling nobody. He ain't putting his arm out there trying to pull something in. So he's you, just putting his hands some, up and swinging if, at the ball. If he's ball. setting a screen and it's someone not, tries to – someone it, as big or bigger than him tries to run not, through that not, screen on the side, it's not going to do, do, do anything. Not anything. The shoulder is back in socket. He goes up it's for a going, rebound. Not going to do anything. Well, no, he has to extend what, both no, of his No, what arms. you have to worry about is him falling and trying to stop himself. From falling and seeing if it could, could supplet could come back out partially, if it's stripped, if the joint stripped. If anybody remember what Chris Weber went through when he first started playing, when he was in uh, Golden uh, Golden State, and sometimes his shoulder kept coming out. He had a stream, uh, uh, like it stripped the joint coming out, right? So it, it kept falling out. Remember Chris Weber and that shoulder that he had with Golden State. 
I'm telling you, it's not going to affect and it's not going to hurt because when you're setting screens or something like that, you have your, your arms down. It's well, in all the I so- know is they, st- the socket. they still haven't ruled out season-ending surgery. Which tells me this might be more severe than. And look, I, again, you are a the professional thing. athlete, That's so I'm going to defer to you. But there's there's a chance he could still have season-ending surgery. Man, he can play. He can play through that, man. Like, so you have a rotator cup. You have you have a labrum. That's pretty much what you have under there. And you have the, the stuff underneath your scapula. Like you see, you see athletes play all the time, right? Uh, you see football players. You if you look at Raekwon Smith, he has the shoulder harness that attaches it, that, that doesn't let him to, to – to, it protects it from having to take all the brunt of the He can play, man. Like, it, that's, right, that's not an issue. Get out there, bro. Bart said – yo, Bart, we need to it's have no need. It's no need to rush him back because you're not in dire need. You know what I'm concerned about? So let's just say he does come back and he's a, he is as close to healthy as possible where he can play. Yeah. Julius and his playoff career has been awful. So now on top of trying to – you know, trying to endure pain management oh, against man. elite competition, you've got to focus on that mental hurdle to overcome where, you know, you've got to become a playoff performer, which we've never seen. What? That's a concern uh, of mine uh, if no. I'm a Knicks fan. Yeah, he has better players around him, so it's not all on him. He's not going to have, like, where he's going to isolate, get the ball. He got shooters to throw the ball to, so he's not going to get the ball late in the shot clock and people play for the spin and just wait for that. He's going to be able – and they're not going to be able to double up and, and continue to, like, take the ball out of Brunson's hand like they like we saw with Dallas and all yeah. the other teams that you kind of blitz them because when everybody's back healthy, just like Jake, didn't I tell you exactly what they were going to do and, and do to OG? Because I had the same injury. I had I had the and I told you exactly what I told you exactly what the um, recovery time was. And what did they say two days later after I said the same thing? Literally said he was going to get cleaned out and he should be evaluated and good to go in a couple weeks. And it looks like he's on that timeline. So the Knicks now have six guys. And this is like one of my biggest concerns. Because if you think that their ceiling is you know, championship contention, it means you're, ba- you're banking. Okay, so that means you're banking on them being healthy enough to the standpoint where that's not a legitimate question. So we're talking about Dante DiVincenzo. We're talking about Boyan Bogdanovich. Um, we're talking about OG. Randall and Hartenstein. So that's five guys. And Mitchell Robinson's kind of, you know, an X factor. Yeah, so we'll just leave him piece. on the outer skirts. Like he's a luxury. So five of your 10, so half of your playoff rotation, you're banking on all coming back, being healthy, sustaining that health, and being as good or better than they were before they got hurt. The thing that's is, a lot to ask, man. Well, but for, for me, like, like the blessing in disguise is you, you, you saw that Achua can do some things that you didn't think he could do, right, that you never would have realized. And, and like you can spread out some of the – you can spread out some of the um, responsibilities. You know, whether they all get back healthy or not, like they – Tibbs is going to have one of the deepest rotations in all of basketball because of the quality of depth that they have. And so they're going to be able to rest some guys like Brunson, like DiVincenzo, and bring them back slowly that they're, that they're peaking right when the playoffs are about, about to start. I have no concerns about – I have more concerns about LeBron ankle than I do about anybody's injury for the, for, for the Knicks. Yeah, why is he not – I saw that. that came, when I come across yesterday, he's out because of an ankle injury. He just played 14 minutes in the All-Star game. Right. 
Tonight, I mean, that's a, if you're TNT, you're you're red hot about that. Warriors, Lakers is the second part of your doubleheader, and LeBron's not going to play because of an ankle injury. Yeah, I mean, they beat Boston without him. So, I mm-hmm. mean, this is the Anthony Davis show. So, you know, let him continue to, to play at the high level that he's playing at. Yeah, I think that's good. 800-919-3776. Let's hit Cullum in the Bronx real quick. What's up, Cullum? Uh, what's going on, Ty? Uh, what's up, bro? I wanted to get into the Knicks, but wanted to get into the Knicks, but really quick, I want to try to end that debate with, you know, the Draymond and, um, you know, Dennis Rodman. Personally, to me, I take Dennis Rodman because I look at Draymond Green and I think he's a system player. He's obviously exceptional in that system, but we've seen Dennis Rodman not only do it with the Bulls, but he did it with a completely other system and organization and win championships. I don't think you take Draymond Green and you could give plenty of examples. I don't know if I got the perfect example, but let's say you put Draymond Green right now on the Mavericks. They got Kyrie Irving and they got Luka Doncic, probably similar to the level of of, uh, Clay and Steph. You think now Draymond Green, you put him there for his career, that's a dynasty franchise team, you know, winning four championships? I don't know. He's had the system where he had two non-ball dominant guards, you know, Steve Kerr, that system. I don't think you put Draymond Green anywhere in the NBA and he's a Hall of Famer. I but think Cullum, he, that's I think not, I mean, put, look, so everything you're saying is right, and I don't disagree with any of that. It also doesn't have anything to do with the point I was making about like his level of importance to the Warriors dynasty versus what Rodman meant to the Bulls dynasty. So I we're arguing two different things. Cuz I'm not I'm not looking at head to head who's better between Rodman and and Draymond. I think Dennis is the better overall player and had the more successful career. Right? We're just talking about power ranking them see, to their see, respective but there dynasties. You go throwing that in there, more successful career. You can't you can't do that. You when you say career, that means the whole thing. Yeah, Dennis, Dennis had the has more, five. That's what I just said. He had the more successful career. Dennis. Okay. But your other point so, about the Knicks, Colin, let me hear. So obviously, you know, excluding OG and Randall, it seems like every player is going to be back that have been, you know, hampered with injuries for the Knicks. You know, this even though they don't have OG and Randall, it's still really important for them to stack up wins. You guys were mentioning with, like, you know, the standings and stuff. Hopefully they can still, you know, stay above 500 and win more games and stuff because right now you don't want to have to face the Bucks in the first yeah. round. You don't want to have a situation where you're playing the Miami Heat. I know people have been hampering them, but the Miami Heat always turn it on in the playoffs. You don't want to be a 4-5 seed where you got to play the Celtics in the second round. I, you want to have the opportunity to not, you know, the best possible route because they're not a they're not a I don't think they're a championship team, but they're one of those teams that if something lines up correctly, you know, I think they're good enough to make some noise and have something special, but they need a little bit of luck. You know what I mean? Yeah, that I appreciate the call, Colin. That would be such a buzzkill, man. If you Find yourself going from where, you know, Zach Lowe and, and Kendrick Perkins are on NBA Today saying the Knicks could legitimately, you know, win the conference to you're one and done because you lost too many games and you ended up with the Bucks in the first round. And then if you beat Milwaukee, you got to play the Celtics in the second round. That path becomes just more, much more arduous. But uh, it all comes down to whether or not they can find a way to stack some wins, as Cullum just said, amidst all the injuries. 800-919-3776. We'll take a quick break. Bart, I, I don't know if you saw this yet. Jacob just put me on to this. But... I don't know if you're going to be able to believe. The NFL just put out its top 10 catches of the 2023 season. 
I want to see if you can guess. Don't don't look at it. Don't cheat. Guess what the number one catch of the season was, and we'll do that when we get back hmm. right here on 9870 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. I give you $10 if you can name the artist of this song right here. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> Victoria Monet. Never heard that song, On oh My Mama? Oh yeah, On oh My Mama, yeah. Victoria Monet. There we go. On oh My Mama, On oh My Hood. There you go. There's, there's so you many people. Yeah, but there's so many people coming out now, man. You have no idea who the hell is who. Like, whether it's from Britain artists or African artists. I've got a new favorite. We're in a good space, though. I've got a new favorite uh, country singer. And Who's I th- that? I think it, you could actually say she's she might be the greatest country singer of all time. No, you better not say Beyonce. Beyonce. Man, get out of here, man. <laughs> like, see, this is, what, this, is, this is what Beyonce does, man. She'll jump into a genre and try to act like she created the will. She's not acting like it. She's just talented enough she's to, not even, she, to make her way into into multiple genres and subgenres, and you know that's what she does. She's 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 the quote. Remember, she tried to take the like they. I forgot what other genre she took, and, and the girl was like, "Yo, I've been doing this for years." She was doing um. Well, she she dropped a dance album. She she's she not dropped even a great that. dance. Like, listen, I'm not here for. I'm not a huge Beyonce fan, so like you can miss me with that. What are you that, eating, by the way? Nothing anymore. What, what what were you eating that you had to wait until we were getting back on to to start eating it? No, I started eating as soon as we went off. What was it? Oh, it was a hot sausage. A hot sausage? <laughs> you dipping it in any condiments? 
Yeah, of course. Let me ask you a question real quick because I just I just thought about it. So this morning, and I'll, I'll get to the, the, the best catch of the season uh, pretty NFL. So this morning, um, Dave Rothenberg, you familiar with him? Uh, I think I've heard of him. You've heard so if he walked into the studio right now, would you have any clue who he is? Um, yeah, a little bit, but if we were if he, <laughs> a little if he, bit, if he's in a, you do or you don't. No, if he was in the studio, maybe. But if I saw him like walking, like say in the lobby or something, or walking right, like as I'm walking, like at the garage or something like that, you wouldn't have I, no clue. No clue. He's lost a lot of weight. He's, he's looking really good. But anyway, so he um, did this segment this morning. Him and Dan were talking about. Like the people who would show up to his funeral if he had died. And your name came up and he wasn't quite sure you would show up just because he doesn't think that there's all that familiarity between you two guys. So I wanted to ask you, if Dave unfortunately passed away, would you be at his funeral? Depends on what day the funeral was. I mean, so what? So what's the day that it could fall on that you wouldn't be there? Uh, Maybe the weekend, but if it was on a weekday and I can get a day off work. So you'd only go if it if it facilitates you getting off work. So that's just like well, I have to well, I have to take off work, and they have to say, hey, you you can get a, a paid day off. But you're not going out of your way, like if it inconveniences you at all, you're not going to his funeral. No, I wouldn't say totally, but yeah, if it was if it was like doable, if it wasn't in like Long Island or something like that. Man, so, so you just you just not feeling Dave like that? That the funeral wouldn't hit you hard? Would you cry? Well, I cry. I yeah. mean, I, I would feel bad for his for his family, but you wouldn't really care all that much. Like you'd be over it the next day. I'd be like, "That's messed up." You know what I mean? <laughs> That's messed up. <laughs> it's, oh, it's, you know, it's, it's like That's um, messed up. It's like um, it's like paid in full, man. People die people every shot, day. People get shot every day, people B. People die every day. <laughs> oh, people get shot every day, B. That's fa- yo. This is a co- this is a colleague of yours, bro. But I don't work with him. Yeah, I can feel bad, but I, am I gonna cry? Like, I'm, yo, that's messed up, son. Like, <laughs> it'll give me a great respect of like how fragile life is. But come on, man, like, stop it. That's like if somebody like um, that you never worked with on the show and talked to pass away. Like, stop it. I don't know, man. How about like okay? If somebody in the mailroom at, at at the job died, would you, do you care? I don't know anyone from the mailroom. I, I I would, you know, express my condolences. I can't say I'll be depressed, but Dave's different because he's an on-air talent. I believe. Yeah, but we, yeah, but we don't work together. But you've met him before. You've seen him. Yes. So you are gonna cry from everybody that you met if somebody passed? No. You gonna cry I, from everybody you met? Maybe not cry, but I would expect a little bit more than man. We, that's messed up. Man, we we've made. And if your if your funeral sent, falls I, on a weekend, I, 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 I count send, me out. I might send flowers. I, well, I might send a, a arrangement from you know from the from the Allen and Barton Allen Hahn show. Would you be able to do the the radio show that day just because you would be overcome by sadness, or it's just not going to affect you all that much? Yeah, man. I mean, I've lost teammates and had to go play the game. I'm gonna do my job. I feel you, man. So, Dave doesn't matter all that much. It's all good. And not everyone's gonna have the same level of you know. I don't. I don't know Dave that much. He ain't pulling up to my funeral. I think he would. If he was bored and had nothing to do, and he was I think gonna he get would a day pull off. Up to your funeral. All right. Uh, if I had to ask you, NFL put out uh, a now nah, we lose now nah, we lose Jake. Then I'm pulling up because I mean that's my dog. Jake, you better show up to his funeral. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But you're know gonna be there weekend or or whatever rain sleet or or shine. Listen, if I walk out the door, I expect Bar Scott to do the same. Yeah, baby Ariza, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. You're gonna pull one up for him, you know, because that's what you got to go out there in the streets and I pull pull one out for my homie 
Jacob, you'll do that for him? Oh, yeah, man. I'm getting jacked up. All right. Let me ask you this. NFL put out a package, the 10 highlights, uh, touchdown passes of the season, the mm-hmm. best catches of the year. What you think uh, ended up number one on that list? I only can think of one. Right? What's that so one? It's uh, the T. Higgins touchdown where he caught it and he spent over and, and crossed the plane. Well, here was the the touchdown of the year. Best catch of the entire 2023 season per the NFL. Dalvin Cook, the lone setback. At the four-yard line, second down and goal. Zach Wilson drops back. Lob left for Garrett Wilson. One-handed catch. Oh, he's got it. That's a jet touchdown. Garrett Wilson with an unbelievable self-tip. The one-handed snag. And the Jets are a point after away from a tie. Week one, Monday nah, night son. football against the Bills. Nah, Garrett no Wilson tapping it to himself. No way. That was, First of all, it was a horrible throw. The, the throw was uh, insane, it's, but it's I do too, find it comedic that the, the 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 best catch of the season comes out of the hands of Zach Wilson. I, I think right. there's some humor to that. Yeah, stop it, man. Like, listen, I, I hope they figure out a way to get something for him. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm not mad at what Tannenbaum said. Tannenbaum's had a bunch of drunk takes this week. Um, but the one about Zach Wilson and who cares? I'll give a fifth round draft pick for a guy like Jerry Judy. Yeah, I definitely would make that one. Hmm. Why are the Broncos interested in that? Because Sean Payton thinks that he's a quarterback guru, and you know they really don't have much options because they have to pay thirty nine million dollars for Russell Wilson, no matter what. So they, it's not like they're going to be able to go out and spend a lot of money for a replacement for him. So why not get a guy like Zach Wilson that you still has, you know, you still have um, control over his contract, you know, for the next two years. You can not pick up his option and have him this year, and maybe you see something from him. But if and he has the arm talent, right? He's short, small, like Drew Brees. Yeah, but wouldn't you want to put him in best position to succeed by giving him someone like I don't know Jerry Judy to throw to? No, because remember, they still have the guy, Pat, uh, coming back that was injured last year. Oh, yeah, you towards have, ACL and Yeah, you, ha- uh, yeah you, have, you have Sutton still there. So you already have you already have great receivers there with Judy or without Judy. You have a strong run game as well. You have a top-notch defense, right? So, like, what don't you have? You have everything you need. You still have people for him to throw the ball to, and he still has to w- win the job as well. I don't know, man. Uh, when Tannenbaum, and they actually did this on first take today, uh, <laughs> said that the Jets should sign Russell Wilson as man, their backup man, quarterback. I told him that was trash on Monday. So the fact no- that he's still trying to let that live, like, stop it, man. He's just <laughs> trying to mention Sierra. Yeah, because Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett worked so well in Denver. We need to see that uh, exactly. here in New York. And you think Aaron Rodgers wants somebody that, doesn't is confused about what his job exactly. is. Exactly. Like stop it. Aaron Rodgers not putting up with that. This dude doing interviews. Like I told Tannenbaum, this would be as as um distracting as you signing um Tim Tebow sitting over there third string quarterback giving press conferences. Yeah, that made no sense either. Uh when they had Mark Mark Sanchez here. They had Tim yeah. Tebow on the like, special bro, teams. Yeah, like bro, what are we doing? Uh another thing football related that I came across that I wanted to run by you, uh Greeny on Get Up had the top five moves he wanted to see this offseason. Mm-hmm. I was there when he <laughs> revealed it yesterday. Devontae Adams to the Jets. Now, that's season. curious to me because Vegas is, is hell-bent on getting a quarterback because Aiden O'Connell's not the guy, and they're moving on from Jimmy G, who's been busted for roids. Wouldn't you want to, I don't know, have the maybe the best receiver 
in football on the team so that your new quarterback can throw him the football? Yeah, I mean, but you have to also have a, a level of respect and sensitivity for Devontae Adams. You're nowhere near winning a championship. And Devontae Adams is in his, uh, what, 32, 33 years old. And it's getting to the point now where he wants to try and have an opportunity to win a championship. You can't provide that for him. So let's see what you can get for him. You know, and they can go replace Devontae Adams if they choose to with a younger receiver that's going to give you a longer uh, life expectancy so when you are ready to win, you can play. You I know, get you, that part of it, but even for the Jets, as much as I would love and, you know, I'm a diehard I'm fan. The, I'm not worried about the Jets if they don't get uh, No, but Devontae I'm saying Adams. let's just play this scenario out. Even if even if the Jets were, like, involved in some type of trade like this, I, I just look at this team and I say you have way— first of all, you don't have a second-round pick. That don't matter. You got way too many holes on this team no, but to, big, to trade for Devontae. As no, much as I would love but, him because it makes sense, I just— like the, When you look at the no, capital but and the what big, you need— No, no, the biggest hole— in the Jets, one of the biggest holes in their oh, lineup. I like you corrected is, 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 that because you were going to say the biggest yeah. hole and receiver's yeah, the, not the biggest yeah, hole. Yeah, the it's second, one of. The second biggest hole is the receiver, right? So if you can trade, and this is why trading for Devontae Adams is much better than being in the Calvin Ridley, T. Higgins, um, Mike Evans sweepstakes. If you take those guys and go that route, now you talk about paying them $21 million a year. That's a big price. And it's going to have to be a five-year deal for anybody that's not named Mike Evans. Anybody else is going to be young. This is their second deal. They're going to want five years. So five years is going to prohibit you from being able to sign Garrett Wilson, who's a homegrown player that you got to pay at the end of three years. Because the same issues that they would have is the issues that Jaden Wallow is going to have because you're paying Tyreek Hill $22 million. Mm-hmm. You're going to pay him $22 million? Well, it's what, no. It's what so, the so, Bengals are going through with T. Higgins and ex- Chase and ex- Burrow. Exactly. And it's exactly what – um, Devontae, uh, what they're going to have to deal with with the um, Eagles as well. When you think about, you know, uh, Devontae, Devontae Smith, Smith and, uh, and AJ, AJ Brown. Brown. Yep. So, so why the trade for Devontae Adams makes so much more sense is one because if you trade for him, his money has been paid at the front end of his deal. So now you only owe him $17 million, which is only $2 more million than what you were paying Corey Davis. Yeah, but I'm not worried about the money, Bart. I'm worried about the no, fact no, that you no. have so many holes on your roster and you're not this, giving up draft picks no, to no. trade for this guy. You're giving up a 25 draft pick. You're giving up a 25 draft, second-round draft pick, right? Remember, Randy Moss went for a fourth-round draft pick, and he was younger than Devontae Adams. They can't get that much for Devontae Adams. So what I'm saying is – Giving up that draft capital, that second-round draft pick you get, is he going to be Devontae Adams trying to win and you're trying to win this year? No. So so, so w- why do you care about the draft capital? It's just future assets if that it's may a future or may not be pick, good. Then, you know, obviously, if it's a future pick, the whole tenor of the conversation changes. What, what, it's if it's not a, a pick this what, year. What, it's not a first-round draft pick, so who cares? Well, the team that has, you know, Eight billion holes on the offensive line cares. They don't. They don't. Listen, that that's not to me. That's not an issue. The offensive line is that an issue? Draft picks for a offensive line is not an issue. I'm not trying to build my offensive line through the draft this year. I'm getting one through the draft, and I'm buying two. You know what? I thought that this was a cut Jacob accidentally played from last year because you said the same thing last year and didn't look that bit them this time around. 
They've got th- what three guys? You got uh, now they're talking up Carter Warren, uh, in addition to AVT well, you know, being a part you... of that, and mm-hmm. then Max Mitchell. So you might have two or three guys. You got to. I'm not, Come in and, and and play offensive line for you, no, you either through the draft or, no, or through no, free agency. No, you don't. So, like, what I'm saying is, this year, I'm like the the, the Jets aren't going to pick up Beckton's um, option. I'm not bringing him back. So they have options to go out and buy what they need. This is a good draft. This is a good free agency. It's a good draft for tackles. So you go get your tackle through the draft. This is a outstanding free agency for offensive linemen. Right, you have Kevin Zeitler that the, the the Ravens can't re-sign back. He's a guy that you can give a one or two year deal. He's one of the best guards in the in, in the business. You got Kevin Dotson out there for the Rams that pays an outstanding right tackle. You have Connor Williams who's an outstanding uh, center. You know he's arguably one of the best centers in the AFC for Miami. Right, Miami can't pay a lot of people because all the money that they're spending, and they got to get to a tongue of Iloa probably about fifty-five to sixty million dollars yeah. this year. A guy who right? can't play in, in cold weather, right, and so beat you, good teams. Good luck, so, Miami. So, 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 and then this is where this is where Tipman comes into play. The fact that Tipman can play center or guard. So if you go out and say, I'm just trying to get good players. Right, so I'll go get Connor Williams. Right, Connor Williams is an outstanding center. We would all agree with that, right? Where it's a captain, they may not be able to sign him back. He was brought in this league as a tackle, played guard, but he's excelled at center. So if you if you go get him, then you move Tipman to guard, right? So now that's two. That's two right there. You hoping that Barry Tucker can stay healthy? That gives you three. Oh, that's good a big question, Bart. It hold is, on, hang is. on. It is. It can't, is. can't just zoom past that I'm, because I'm that's not. two straight years not. of I'm significant not. injuries. I'm not. Well, the, the the injury last year, the torn pec, that's not, or the tricep, that's not a big deal. The the ACL is what missing stops. most of the season back to back years. Yes, I, that's a big deal. It is, but what I'm saying, the injury as far as being able to recover from and being able to be the same player isn't a big deal. The, whenever it's a knee, a neck, or a ACL, those are major injuries that that affect the quality of player you are. Torn biceps or torn uh, pectorals isn't one of those things that you don't come back from and be the same person. No, I get that. I'm saying right. both of them uh, in concert. And the yes, fact that you've yes. now spent back-to-back years I am, recovering from of season-ending injuries. Yes, I, I am with you with that. So now you talk about, okay, well, if we can't get them, let's go out – and let's look at a guy like Cushenberry the third, right? Who's a great center out there for for the um, for the um, Broncos. So what I'm saying is, because of Tipman's um, because of Tipman's versatility, it allows you to just go get the best interior guy out there, right? And it is some high end guys out there. If you talk about from the tackle position, you talk about a guy like um, Mike uh, Awano, right? He's a tackle for the uh, Patriots. Right, so you can you can go there. So what I'm saying is, it is a lot of depth out there at the offensive line, guys that play at high levels, and the Jets are still in position to they take are. the best tackle out there. So they what are. I'm saying is, they're they're going to be able, they're going to have to find three new starters, and I don't want my three new starters. I only want I only want one to be a, a rookie, and I want the other two to be proven guys. And I'm letting Laketon, you, I'm letting Laketon Thomas but and other later. teams are going to be bidding on the – just as much as you can talk them up, other teams it. feel the same way, which is going to drive the price up, and that just because you want them doesn't necessarily mean but, they're going to come here. But, but you're going to spend the price, and this is when and this is where we see really what the value of having Aaron Rodgers is. Because before, 
you couldn't get you didn't you couldn't see what the Aaron Rodgers effect was simply because nobody really knew if he was coming here for sure. So free agency was over with. We were damn near at the draft, and we still didn't know if he was coming. But now he they they know that he's here, all for free agent. Know that he could have came back and played last year. So now let's see who he's able to attract. Who wants oh, to say like, okay? Like thirty-seven uh, year old David Bakhtiari, who I already see. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not talking about. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. I'm not talking about players like that. I'm talking about players that no, are I trying to you. win championships. So listen, I think that they can. They're going to address it with three new starters on the offensive line and hope that Vera Tucker can stay healthy and Vera Tucker's ability to play guard or tackle gives them the ability to take the best, most dominant free agent that's available, not specific to the position because they need so much help. And you hope a guy like Carter Warren can take the next step. Right, and that and that's that's where you're at. Yeah. But I, 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 that's I, I, a lot of that is a lot of pressure yes. and a lot tell, of faith. Can being you tell put. me this? Can you tell me this? Who was the best lineman for Peyton Manning, and who was the best lineman that you can remember for Tom Brady? The best you said the best lineman I can remember for um, well, Peyton, Jeff Jeff Saturday. And Jeff Saturday wasn't even that good. I'm not. I'm being totally honest. He was a good. Solid player that Peyton Manning played made better. He wasn't anybody that anybody had. In no, I get what report. you're saying. Well, here's my only part. We got to hit a break real quick. My only my my only point really um, to put a bow on this is that a lot has to happen. We both acknowledge this all season, and we're putting all that pressure and faith and a general manager mm-hmm. who for five years has not been able to get it done. So it's yeah, a big off season yeah, at, at the offensive line. But yeah. you can't you can't you can't knock his record on everything else. Uh, well, quarterback <laughs> Zach Wilson that was a disaster. Well, 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 that's not that's not exact science. But like, so he only had one swing at a quarterback. Yeah, right? he badly missed. But 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 look at the, the other things that he's done. The the offensive line. Uh, I mean, the uh, Ryan Khalil. Yeah. The, what about Kai Beckton? Like what, what, what about what about receiver? What no, about? No, he's hit Garrett and Brees and Jermaine Johnson. Yeah. What about corner? Hoffman and Reed. you know DJ Reed. Yes, he's he's hit on a lot of these guys I, so, I understand that but the misses it's like it's like baseball right yep. like he hits a lot of home runs but that batting average is awfully low man when, when you striking out to that degree yep. on those important pieces it, there's gonna be a lot of pressure on you and there's a reason why you know Woody didn't come out and say it but when you heard yeah, him on the carpet saying these guys better win this year well, 800-919-3776 the phone calls are coming in about the Jets Barton Heim brought to you by Tullamore Dew because when it's game time it's Tully time Tullamore Dew the original triple distilled triple blended and triple cast matured Irish whiskey be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew or try the brand new Tullamore Dew honey during tonight's action glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly quick break right back on 98.7 ESPN With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. 
Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. All right. It's time to step aside. Let the headlines do the talking in a segment we like to call Audio Audio oh, I'm files. supposed to hit the gong. That's right. You're supposed to hit the gong. Damn it! The audio Very files. sour sounding gong, man. Oh, man. Wait, wait, did you hit the bottom? Wait, you're too far out? You got them T-Rex arms? I panicked. You used to Alan long arms? No, I panicked. I, my hands were fidgety. My palms are sweaty. Knees were spaghetti. heavy. Is this a re-rack situation? <laughs> I think we need to re-rack. All right, let's do it. Uh, it is time for us to step aside. Let the headlines do the talking in a segment we like to call Audio Files. Where are you hitting it at, man? Are you hitting it with a, with a flat pan or a skillet? He got to be hitting it right in the middle. <laughs> he knocked it off the <laughs> see, see what happens when you take all that creatine? See what happens when you take all that creatine and you go to retro fitness <laughs> twice a week? Nah, this thing is like put in a weird spot. I'm a I'm a righty. I gotta hit it with like a backhand. It's not my fault. Uh, I got a question for you, man. So let's hear from Justin Fields. He, Sound like he, Doc Rivers. Making excuses. Oh, it's everyone else's fault. I just need an Austin Rivers to defend me. Uh, Justin Fields was asked why he unfollowed the Bears on Instagram. This was on the St. Brown Bros podcast, courtesy of the Thirty Third Team. What's with the unfollow with the Bears? What's, what's up with that? Man, bro, I'm glad we're talking about it because people, why do people take social media so serious? Like, <laughs> like why, are you, why are you unfollowing the Bears? Like, I still mess with the Bears. It's not, I'm just trying to take a little break. I unfollow the Bears and the NFL, bro. I'm not just trying to have football on my timeline. Like, mm. I know y'all mess with a girl, EQ, especially you. Just because you don't follow the girl on IG don't mean you're not messing with her. That's true. You know? That's true. That's facts. That's facts. Oh, so you're saying you mess with the Bears more now that you don't follow them? Man, it's not even like that. Ah, okay, it's, okay. it's something that I don't want to see in my timeline. I'm about to go on vacation. I don't want to see no mm. football. And guess just, what? Just get away. Get a little away for a little bit. It's either Keith Fields. We want Fields to the draft Caleb. So it's like, bro, man, I'm tired of hearing the talk. I just want it to be over. Yeah, so here's the problem, Justin. If, if the analogy is to be played out accurately... 
It's being in a relationship with a girl who you follow, and in the midst of said relationship, you decide to unfollow her. Yes, that that can be, you know, a uh, uh, type of whistleblower on, on something that's happening here. So, what do you got to say yeah. about this, Barb? Well, well, to continue to go with that analogy, what if that you know that girl is you know being seen with somebody else exactly. or insliding somebody else's DMs, and they like, <laughs> and it's like an option if they're gonna stay with you or not. What if it's Larissa? Pippin, you know what I'm Larsa. saying? You, yeah, well, whatever. We don't, we don't say her real name. She gets no respect here. You know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, let's take the Pippin up out of her name because ain't no P-I-P-P-E-N in her name. She don't she deserve the title anyway. Anyway, mm. but, you know, so I understand what he's saying, right? And we've all been there. Whether we go viral, right? And I'm sure, you know, everybody on this line has probably went viral before and you see people coming into your mentions and they bothering you. Or stories or reports are coming down and people tagging you in stories. And, and it's so like it's just in your face. So you're like, man, listen, I just need to take a break. This is going to be what it's going to be. Whenever they make their decision, they'll let me know. But I'm about to go on vacay. I don't want to pick up my phone because, you know, if he's a single man, he out there strolling. There's girls in his DMs, but he don't want to see the stories about himself sitting there, about people hating about things he can't control. So he's like, you know what, I'm just going to unfollow him. And then I'm just going to you know, be on my hood rat stuff, you know what I'm saying, because I'm about to go on vacation. I got a pocket full of money, you know what I'm saying. I'm cocked like a pistol. It's time to go out here and um, spread love and multiply. Yeah, I think the Bears have to trade him. We'll see what happens there. They've got to roll through this quickly just because we're up against the clock. Allen Iverson on the big pod. What would you average in the NBA today? Ain't that too my home? Yeah, that's okay. Okay, if I averaged 30, I lost the scoring title to Kobe the year he averaged 35. I averaged 33. And I'm just thinking, like, if I was to play in this area where it's wide open, if I can average 33 in a season, I'm going to just take it up to 43. I know 10 points more. Is there an all-time great player who exists who doesn't feel the same way Allen I? Because that's all you hear in this league. I'd average. So let me ask you a question. Who's the better scorer, Steph Curry or Allen Iverson? Uh, I would probably say Steph Curry because he's hitting threes so why is and, I, Steph and, I, and I too. So why is Steph Curry not averaging 43? Because he actually passes the ball sometimes. Who's uh, the better Allen scorer? Iverson, Allen Iverson did, not, score, did Who, not pass a rock. Who's the better scorer, KD or Allen Iverson? See that's see that's hard. Why to isn't say. KD averaging 43? Why is LeBron or look like so? I, these players. Listen, we all know. Listen, and it's not just unique to to, to um, basketball. I mean, you think Dan Marino don't think he was throwing for five thousand yards in in sixteen and fifty what fourteen games? Yep. You don't think he'll think like, yo, I can probably throw for six thousand? You damn right, he probably could, because they're so much smarter and they knew understand like I, you can say that players nowadays are better, but I think some of the players back then understood how to play basketball better, right? And being able to get your shots, Allen Iverson would probably take, you know, because KD's shooting. And, and and Steph is shooting threes, he's going in and gonna get fouled. So he's gonna get more opportunities. He Allen Iverson with how he attacks the basket and how easy you can draw fouls now, he probably would get an extra fifteen, he'll probably get an extra eight of those points would probably come in free throw attempts. Yeah, I don't see it. Eight hundred nine one nine three. Hold on, you don't think Allen Iverson would average forty three? No. No, 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 okay, no, no. He said, no, he, said he averaged thirty three. You you don't think he can average five more points? Just by because him going to the basket, more fouls, and he'll get more foul attempts, and he'll probably be developing, be maybe, take more, but, take, take but, more threes. He'll probably take maybe, more threes. But see, the reason why I he love these conversations because people always think that it works one way. Could Allen Iverson absolutely excel in today's game offensively? Sure. 
would those teams then target him on defense and make him play and get him into foul trouble? It's not like he just gets all the benefits of this year's offense and none of the, you know, shortcomings defensively. Yeah, but you you got he's going to get all the more, negatives. He's going to get more attempts too because the game is faster as well. Right, so yeah. he's going to get more attempts. It's going to be more. No, I, it's, I it's think he be, could be one of the. He was one of the best scorers in two thousand one. Won the MVP, and well, like he wait, said well, in, in the year Kobe got uh, the scoring title, he averaged thirty three. But at forty three, come on. Tell, tell, tell me this: What would Randy Moss average in this era of football? No, he would. I, I'm. He would be excellent. <laughs> right. So, but so I that's think the there's thing. an exaggeration so, to it sometimes ten, with ten, the way these guys talk. Ten, ten points. Okay. That's a lot ten, of points. Ten points may be an exaggeration. Five is it? Maybe not. I, I I can meet him there. Would he be one of the best scorers in basketball? Sure. I have forty three a game. Come on. Okay. Stop. 50, okay. Thirty eight. I don't That's, know, man. That he averaged thirty three. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> no, I get it, but 30, 38 is still five, a lot. Five more points. That's still a lot of points. What do you mean? One year, one year, James Harden averaged thirty five. Yeah, he did it. And and you got to understand it the way that you're talking about you, hitting but, threes and but shooting you, free throws. But you don't think that Allen Iverson in today's game would shoot more threes? Maybe if he can so do that, it. So that's more points. Come on, Allen Iverson can't shoot a three. Come on, man. I'm not saying he couldn't. I'm not saying he couldn't though. I'm not. I'm not saying he couldn't. I just my problem is when people pretend that it's it that easy, they just exaggerate to that point. Well, yeah, I can average 10 more points. I can increase my scoring by 33% of what I did okay, the year you, I averaged 33. Like, what come do you, on. What do you think Jordan would say how many more points he would average but if he people, played in this game? He, no, no, he no. He'd say the same thing. Because he ain't shoot threes. And there are people who I have friends who are like, oh, Jordan would average 50 in this game. Really? Well, well okay, if he averaged 35... It would be safe that you could say if if Jordan said he would average forty three, you wouldn't say nothing, would you? Oh, I mean, he's Jordan. He's not Allen Iverson. He's Jordan. He's the second best player of all time. Of course, I'm gonna first give of all. First of all, you go. First of all, you go quit. I'm not gonna gloss over that. You, you, listen, every time you say it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop and check your ass. I'm doing it just for you. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Back with our number three, Barton Hahn, right here on ninety eight seven ESPN. Hey, yes, but first, Bart, let's put it up, please. Yes. My friends from Sanwell. Friends, go see Dr. Jay Shaw. He's a double board certified pain specialist. Don't let your neck, back, joint, or nerve pain slow you down from doing all the things that you love. It's time to reclaim your active lifestyle. You say, Bart, how do I do that? I'll tell you how. Call my friend Dr. Jay Shaw today at Sanwell Pain. Dr. Shaw treats joint, neck, back, sciatic, and nerve pain. Dr. Shaw also is a migraine and headache specialist. Procedures involve no cuts, no scars, no excision or downtime. Call Dr. Jay Shaw and take a non-surgical approach with a precise image-guided procedures without any pain medication. Enjoy a pain-free life. Same day or next day appointments are available. Go to soundwellpain.com and put an end to your pain and suffering today. Why wait any longer? Make your appointment with Dr. Jay Shaw. Go to sandwellpain.com now and regain your active lifestyle and enjoy all your favorite activities pain-free. Sandwell Pain now has three convenient locations in Woodbridge, Livingston, and a brand new office in Inglewood to serve Bergen County. Visit sandwellpain.com. You wish you met Dr. Jay Shaw a lot sooner. Most major insurances are accepted. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Yeah.